warning, this show uses explicit language and adult topics. And just in case you needed the reminder, you are about to hear a comedy show, or at least an attempt at one. So without further ado and further introductions, let's get disappointing. Well, if you don't like my show, don't curse your radio, you know that no one likes my company anyway. But if you listen closely and talk intelligently, then maybe you can be a disappointment. Please enjoy your first culture shocks of the day. Um, Teresa, if you're listening to this, you're like a mother to me. I fucking love you. Um, you're like family. And honestly, I'm, I'm struggling as of right now to even figure out what to label the episode. You know, family or friends or guests, because you're really that important to me. I've cried in your arms. I've laughed in your arms. We've been at the same funerals. You've been there when I needed my mom, when my mom wasn't available because, let's face it, she's a busy woman, but she's doing a lot of important things. So, yeah, I, I can assume so that she's a very busy woman. Um, but it's nice to know that if the saying really exists, it does take a village, I felt like I at least had a miniature one with the glanders, and they will always be a part of my heart. And you, Brian, if you're listening, so don't fucking count yourself out. Um, this first song is a message to Teresa from me. Uh, and then the rest of them, well, you'll hear in a second, is pretty fucking funny. So please enjoy Dear Mama by Tupac. I'm playing it for you, Teresa, because I doubt my own mother would ever want to come on the show. And I don't hold that against her. I just think that she's a little bit more uh, intelligent to not let me ruin her life. Not that anybody that's come on this show isn't intelligent. That just means they're disappointments. Please enjoy. When I was young, me and my mama had beef, 17 years old, kicked out on the streets. Though back at the time, I never thought I'd see a face. Ain't a woman alive that could take my mama's place. Suspended from school, was scared to go home. I was a fool with the big boys breaking all the rules. Shed tears with my baby sister. Over the years, we was poor than other little kids. And even though we had different daddies, the same drama when things went wrong, we blamed mama. I reminisce on the stress I caused, it was hell, hugging on my mama from a jail cell. And who thinking elementary? Hey, I see the penitentiary one day, running from the police, that's right. Mama cast me, put a whoop into my backside. And even as a crack fiend, mama, you always was a black queen, mama. Finally understand for a woman it ain't easy trying to raise a man You always was committed A poor single mother on welfare Tell me how you did it There's no way I can pay you back But the plan is to show you that I understand You all appreciate it Tell us it was fair No love for my daddy Cause the coward wasn't there He passed away And I didn't cry Cause my anger Wouldn't let me feel For a stranger They say I'm wrong And I'm heartless But all along I was looking for a father He was gone I hung around with the thugs And even though they sold drugs They showed a young brother love I moved out Started really hanging I needed money of my own So I started slanging I ain't guilty cause even though I sell rocks It feels good putting money in your mailbox I love paying rent when the rent's due I hope you got the diamond necklace that 
I sent to you Cause when I was low, you was there for me You never left me alone because you cared for me And I can see you coming home after work late You're in the kitchen trying to fix us a hot plate You're just working with the scraps you was given And mama made miracles every Thanksgiving But now the road got rough, you're alone You're trying to raise two bad kids on your own And there's no way I can pay you back But my plan is to show you that I understand You all appreciate it. And dear mama, you all appreciate it. Pour some and I reminisce. Cause through the drama, I can always depend on my mama. And when it seems that I'm hopeless, you say the words that can get me back in focus. When I was sick as a little kid To keep me happy there's no limit to the things you did And all my childhood memories Are full of all the sweet things you did for me And even though I act crazy I gotta thank the Lord that you made me There are no words that can express how I feel You never kept a secret, always stayed real And I appreciate how you raised me And all the extra love that you gave me I wish I could take the pain away If you can make it through the night, there's a brighter day Everything will be alright if you hold on It's a struggle every day, gotta roll on And there's no way I can pay you back But my plan is to show you that I understand You all appreciate it Don't you know when love is Dear mama It's not really Dear Mama, but Dear Teresa, I appreciate the fuck out of you, and I don't think I'd even be here today without you. I have a mother, I have a father, I have a sister, I have 18 older brothers, but there's always room for more family. So Teresa, from my heart to yours, I fucking love you, and thank you for being a mother to me. Now that we've got all the mushy-gushy out of the way, let's do the main bit of the fucking songs that'll make you laugh. Listen, I know you've heard of Kenny Chesney, but we're gonna do a bit today called Kenny Cheesy. What's that? That means every other fucking song is gonna be a Kesney Chesney song. But probably not one that you've heard on the radio. Why? Because there's plenty of plays being listened to those. Let's play the stuff that he doesn't get played on the radio. The saucier stuff. So please enjoy every other fucking song today is gonna be by Kesney Chesney. Why? Because Teresa loves Kenny Chesney. And I want you to get a sense of the guest like I know her, which is a big beautiful lady that makes you feel like her hugs could melt away all your anxieties and she can crack a good joke and she won't tell your mom that you're smoking weed at her house but hey that was years ago and hey we've grown up a little bit since so please enjoy your first uh kenny chesney song or should i say welcome to kenny chesney must be something i missed please enjoy
There must be something I missed I wake up in the morning just making a fist I don't call it living, I just exist There must be something I missed Yeah, there must be something I need Something in a cage that wants to be freed I should be happy, but yes indeed There must be something I the shit out of you because I always try to scare the shit out of every guest. <laughs> this is the Disappointment Radio Show. I'm DJ Disappointment. I'm glad, America, you are tuning in back in once again to hear the shit show of a dumpster fire that we call radio. Um, listen, if something doesn't work out, you should always have a backup, so I can never get my real mother on the show, so you should have a backup, too, for that. I have someone here today that I always called Mom I grew up with, so now you get to know her because in chair one is... Teresa Glander. And this is the show. And then we just talk like normal. Um, it's nice to have you. Hey. I know I said that already, but for everybody at home and you when you're I'll listening to this later. I'll be your mom for the yeah. day. You are my, well, you are my mom. It's not for the day. <laughs> then that, then that's why, why you're here, because I told Tyler, I was like, if I get any guest to cry, it's going to be your mom. It's going to be out of sweetness. Because for my entire life, while I had a mom, and I do have a mom, and I love her very much, sometimes it felt like I couldn't always go to her. I get that. As a lot of stuff. For a lot of stuff. Sure. And I needed a mom. And I always called you mom. And you were always my mom. And I would come to your room at trail all the time if I had trouble or if I just needed to cry or I needed a hug. And like that, I cannot stress how much that has meant to me. Good. And the fact that you, over my biological mother, came to my first paid show 
and she worked relatively one block away. Yes, what you said in your show, actually. (laughs) So, (laughs) it's nice to have you here. It means the world. And I want you to know you're important to me, if no one... And my sixth graders always thought you were my kid anyway. (laughs) They were always confused, but it's fine. Um, But that's funny as fuck. So, I'm here to ask you some questions that I think only I can ask you... Because you're like my mom. Okay. <laughs> so first, what did you think of that paid show? I loved it. Did you I really it love it? Really good. Yeah. Can you walk me through your night? My night? Yeah, as like a white lady there amongst a mostly black crowd. Well, I, and... I will tell you when we first got there, it was like, oh, okay, <laughs> yeah. okay. Yeah. It was eye opening at first, and then we were like, oh, this is great. And then you just made everybody very comfortable in the room, and because and we were able to, you we know, should try yeah. to integrate that comfortableness. I don't understand yeah. why people like think you got to be segregated in the fucking rooms, like. Get some black people over here. Get some, get some, like yeah, like, it, it's nice to mix everyone with everyone and get that going, because that's, that's what it means most. And that was most. good. Yeah, you did a really um, good job with that. Did you like the setting? Yes. Ugh, I had never been in that building before, but I liked the glass doors mm-hmm. all around. Yeah, it was and, very cool. And th- I did think it was funny that I could see my mom's work from the building that she said she had no idea where it was. <laughs> Look, I can see it from here. Look, Mom, that's where you work. If you were here, you could have heard that. Um, I'm glad you liked it. Did Brian enjoy it? Brian enjoyed it. Okay, what did he think of it? He thought we should come to another one. So he was Aww. like, oh, if, we have, if he has another one, we should go to another one. Oh, that's very sweet of him. <laughs> um, I, I know Jim and Sandy enjoyed it a lot, and I know Logan and Carson had a good time. Yeah, it was I nice just worried, to see them there, too. Because it was a very you know, different crowd than I think a lot of you guys were ready for, but I think by the end of it, it was really, really enjoyable. And that was the first show I had ever had any comedians come up to me and say, hey, you're good, or hey, I think we could tour together, something like that. This is what they said, and I was like, I was really genuinely surprised because I think every other open mic or everything I've been doing, (laughs) no one talks to me. I might get a, hey, that joke sucked, you could work on that, but like, that's about it. But that's okay. So it was kind of different to get like the praise. Because I had not gotten praise before. That's and cool. I was like, this is different. This is weird. Um, How many was, others were there? Comedians. I think four. Four. I not not counting the host who okay. did stuff in between our sets, four. And it was it's all like when you're host there. included, all black comedians except me. And then they introduced me as biracial. <laughs> Do you remember <laughs> that? Remember I was that. like, what the f- and I didn't pay, you know, I paid attention a little bit, but you're but then they, like, okay, I just want to see Brighton. Let's get there. Biracial? What do you mean? I look Jewish. What do you... <laughs> if anything. Yeah. So I'm like, what are you talking about? Um, so I'm glad that you liked it. I'm glad you had a good time. Because that means a lot to me because, you know, one comedian hurt, told me, like, oh, yeah, somebody said the show was shit. And I'm like, I don't think the show is shit at all, Not honestly. At all. Like, I thought the show was really good. We had that thug comedian. We had a regular black guy comedian. There was a gay black guy comedian. And then there was me, a white guy who thinks he's a black guy comedian. Yeah. It was like, one of every color. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, that's glad. I'm, I'm, I'm glad you enjoyed it. I remember I was downstairs, uh, like, having a cigarette outside before the show. And a fucking black dude on a bike rode by without a shirt on. He was meowing at the traffic. And I just can't forget that because none of you Were saw. Were you nervous? It. A little Were bit that I saw that, and I was like, "What the fuck? What <laughs> is to be nervous mean? about?" Because if that happened, I don't sure as shit. I, that guy has other worries that I will not have up there. So I was like, "I'm fine." You're good. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Had to ease um, your mind a little bit. A little bit. I, uh, you know, I think everybody has devices for things that make them not nervous. Mm-hmm. Were you ever nervous, like? Going into teaching, 
you know. I th- I'm kind of nervous every year, actually. Really? Yeah, the first. Is it because it's like new kids, kids. got to yeah. impress them? Yeah, not new kids. But like, kids. and take this to heart, you're Miss Glander. I know. You don't have to impress them. I know. There's already this loving. They already there's already this loving legacy there. of like, and I'm not trying to say like, bigs and fat, but like. Oh, Miss Glenn, the big teacher that's fucking just like your energy's big. You talk loud. You oh, love yeah, a lot. Like you're just a big lady. Like yes. I fucking love you. Yes. So like I, I don't think you need to be nervous at all because you already have this legacy of love at Trail. If you stay, at, I mean, I can understand if you like switch schools. Yeah, there might be nervousness, but like you're fucking set in. <laughs> and you're then good. They know me before I know you. Yeah, that like so weird. Yeah. Hi, Miss Glenn, and you're like, where are you? Because everybody likes Cole. Everybody likes Tyler. Yeah. You've raised fantastic children. So, like, that helps. Definitely helps. Do you think the divorce ever affected either of them? I would, I would say, I would say not as much Tyler, but more Cole. And I wouldn't say more Cole now, but more Cole in the past. Yes. Okay. Is that a fair assessment? Oh, yeah. When we first told him. Because I could see it. I mean, I've got a pretty good eye for that. And, like, I was about to say, I was like, was there any, like, is it my fault? You know. I didn't hear any of that. Just don't do, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Yeah, that kind of thing. But like, you're gonna. Yes. <laughs> We're not. That's what can't. We're gonna help you. That's why it. I laugh because the parents aren't telling you to ask for your permission to divorce. They're telling you because that's what's going that's to what's happen. Coming. That's what's coming. Yeah. That's Prepare what's, yourself. Yeah. Get your asshole ready because this is what's <laughs> about to happen. This is not like. You're not getting on the roller coaster and you're going to think about going up. No, no, no. We already bought the tickets and we're strapping you the fuck in. We're just giving you maybe a couple minutes heads up for what the about, what the fuck's about to happen. Yeah. But they should feel honored that you're the first to know. <laughs> our, right. our kids, you're the first to know. If any divorced kids are like, I can't believe my parents. You're the first to know. You are the most important. So fucking fuck you. <laughs> There's people, though, that don't even know that I'm divorced. Really? Yeah, I've met people and they'll be like, are you still married? No. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, I think you meant like, (laughs) they just met Brian and they were like, oh, this is the first. No. Oh. Yeah. That's different. Because we weren't really, I don't know, we we didn't talk about it much. Well, no one likes to do the fucking Facebook post like, divorced. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And unless, because that comes off weird. That comes off either you're like too happy about it or it comes off like, hey, everybody, fuck me. Or like, I don't know. But like, it it definitely comes off um, in a weird way. Can I ask you some stuff about Brian? Do you care? Yeah. Okay. When did you meet Brian relative to Kirk? I actually met him back in college. Okay. Um, he was taking some uh, master's classes, and so I met him there. Okay. I mean, just knew who I knew him. Yeah, it wasn't, him. again, you probably met a lot of people you didn't think about anything about. Sure, and yeah. They just come into your life when they come into your life. When did that relative closeness start? We had a softball game up in Michigan. You did? Mm-hmm. Okay. It was like an alumni softball game. And so we had one up in Michigan, and he was there again. That's kind of and you where saw him it kind there. of started again. And, you, yeah. and that was like the first talking point of like, yep. hey, yep. were you both single at the time? No. Okay. No. That's fine. No. Because I'm not trying to be both, like. Both in the ether, process. Ether of, of yeah. weird. Yeah. Not knowing. Yes what to call yourself, but knowing damn sure you're allowed to talk to people. Absolutely. Okay. Because yeah. I think there's this stigma that if you're getting divorced, you shouldn't talk to people. Dude, you're getting divorced. Yeah. The fuck you mean? Like, everyone has a pursuit of happiness. Sure. So, what are you talking about? <laughs> um, do you think it's been pretty, like, no kinks in the armor? Everybody has, like, their issues, sure, but, like, do you think Brian's been, like, it? Yep. 
Because I know, I know. Guaranteed. That's nice. Hundred percent. And I know we talked a little bit off like Mike about Brian and stuff like that, and like I hope it all works out and like what you guys want to try and do and all that bullshit. But like I do think at some point, like a lot of relationships are finite. Like the earlier ones that people think are it, they dissolve, and that's a lot. And even marriages dissolve, and that's a lot. But like, I, I'm pretty sure people know when they know it's the one. Like, I, you know, I loved Olivia when we were together. I loved everyone else I was with. But when I met Abby, it was like, it was almost like somebody like put a mirror down right in front of me and then gave it tits. <laughs> And yeah. I was like, holy shit, this is Abby. This is, this is Abby. This is Abby. Yeah. And she wanted to teach, so I was like, oh, that's cute. She wants a Mr. Rogers tattoo. How cute. Yeah, oh, right? Yeah. Isn't that adorable that's as fuck? <laughs> um, would you ever get teaching tattoos? I have a tattoo. Yeah, but would you ever get, like, a teaching tattoo? Maybe. Maybe? Yeah. Nothing that sticks out? Nothing that's, no. Nothing Do you that's want more ink? Um, we talked about getting a ring tattoo. My Brian dad, and mom. Yeah. Well, my dad has it. My mom doesn't have it because she doesn't. Ryan want and it. I talked about going and doing that. Which would you, we still would you both about. get it? Yeah, we that's both. That's adorable do shit. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, we both want to do that. That's interesting. I yeah. like that. Yeah. That's a little bit more of a commitment. Like, hey, this is. I'm putting yeah, you on really. the skin. All right. <laughs> yeah. This is a little more of a. <laughs> we better work. <laughs> <laughs> um, was there ever any debate whether you were going to live in Ohio or Michigan? Oh, there was a lot of debate. Okay, so... We talked a lot about moving up there, and Tyler was still in school, and he's like, I don't want to go, Mom. To be point here. blank, I remember when that was happening, yeah. because I remember one time crying with Tyler, like, if you go, we'll always be friends, but I think at least one time I want to say, I don't want you to go. Yeah, and it does change you. I mean, you would be friends, but yeah, it would like be Glenn, different. Like Glenn, very close, yes. but we only talk when we get to talk, yes. you know what I mean? It's a little harder. So, like, okay... Was the decision to stay in Ohio based out of kids or? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Okay. And Brian had the same ones, you know. Yeah. He wanted Lance to finish up there. And, yeah. And we wanted Yeah, I remember he fin Lance finished school and then he came. Right? Yeah, actually, I think he took um, Apex through trail that okay. last year. Oh, that's right. That's yeah, right. That's right. That's 100% right. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah, I yeah. remember he had one year at the house taking yes. school online and I was yeah. like, oh, okay. That's yeah. me. I wish I could do that. <laughs> <laughs> um, damn. Well, that's cool. Um, do you think definitively, like, I think pretty sure, like, Tyler's an easy answer. Like, he's always going to be in sports, football. We kind of yeah. map him out, right? Oh, yeah. Do you think Cole's always going to be the, well, I'm a son of the third watch. generation harvester? Like, that, that's him forever. Forever. Is forever. that, is that, is he settling into that vibe? Not that there's anything wrong with it. I just, I, I'd like, I, I could see Cole in this, like, and Cole, if you're listening to this, I love you. <laughs> Cole, love you Cole to me always looks like he doesn't know which direction to go, personality-wise, because he's very funny. And he likes sports, but he's also a farmer kid. And he fits in a lot of. And crowds. he fits everywhere, yeah, and I does. think he's trying to figure out where he should go majority of his time. And it's funny in high school, I was that same way though. Yeah. I, I was very into all the crowds. Yeah. I could get along with everybody, and he's kind of that way. You've raised two very charismatic children. Very. That's much also I, I literally praise Tyler all the time. He's one of the most approachable people. He's just he like is. his mother. That's why you're Aww, here. Is you're both very wonderful to talk to. <laughs> um, do you think you'll teach till when? Like what age? Till I die. Probably. Oh really? So you'll do it yeah, forever? Probably. Do you like it that much? Like. I love it. Abby really loves it love too. It. She's like, I just I I love. I'm bored in the summer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like, I just love fucking like talking with the kids and growing up with them and seeing them develop. And like, she, when in Florida, 
at 18, instead of going to college, she just graduated high school and then immediately started teaching because you could get certified in Florida to teach up to a certain age. Oh, okay. So she taught mentally handicapped kids for a while. Okay. So she has the patience of a saint, is okay. what I'm saying. Yes. Because constantly she says, you know, this tech, when I, I hate when she says this, but whenever we fight, she's like, you know, whenever you're fucking doing something, I usually use the techniques I use on my, my <laughs> hand, kids. on my kids that I use on you because it's the same. You're both mentally handicapped little children. And I'm like, all right, we're yelling now. I love it. Um, I was a better teacher after I had the kids, I can tell you that. Why do you think that is? I don't know. Mother paternal instincts, maybe? I guess. Just, I don't know. You had them at home and you talked to them all the time and you had to discipline them and then you go to school and you're like, oh yeah, you're just like my children. It doesn't phase me because I can just yeah. yell at you. Hey, don't do that! Just like my children. <laughs> yeah, that's Stop funny. It. Okay, okay. So you think you became a better teacher after you had kids? That's even interesting... after Cole, especially with having his learning disabilities, then I yeah. got even better at it. Yeah. Yeah. How, did, how was that? This is like, a struggle. Okay, but now I think you guys are on the other end of it. Like, it's all cleared up. Because McKenna used to have a lisp. Okay. McKenna used to have a lisp, and I would make the fucking fun out of her all the time. (laughs) Because she's perfect everything else. I gotta (laughs) give me one thing, and then you you cure it? Fuck you. Now she's a god, and there's nothing that... perfect. Yeah, now she's perfect. Her hair's perfect. She plays golf perfect. Everything's perfect. (laughs) I love you, McKenna, if you're listening to this. We had a fight recently because I called her. Yeah, I just called her to check in on her. Um, you know, she's going to UC, obviously, and I yeah. saw that Peyton was going somewhere else. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I was changed. like, you know, McKenna, I love you, but I am going to say this one time. Like, if you feel like you need to talk about it because you're going to different universities and a lot of relationships don't last that because you need to focus on college and you're not going to talk a lot and see each other. Well, she just, sports are going to get in the way, yeah. too. Yeah, and like, she got a little offended. I was like, well, if you ever need to talk, you know, I'm here to support you. And I'm not trying to say that you don't support me. I just, I want you to know I'm here. She goes, well, I support you in everything. I'm like, well, hold on. Let's not say that. Because you definitely <laughs> fucking don't. She goes, what do you even fucking mean? I'm like, I'm just going to hang out because this is bullshit already. Just fucking stop because I don't want to do that. Because you didn't come to my comedy shows. You never try. I go to most of your golf matches. I can't now because I'm fucking busy. But, like, I tried to. I think it's a brother-sister and a brother. Maybe. I mean, Cole and Tyler get fights all the time. McKenna feels like the need, like, she's not, like, McKenna's my favorite sibling. Like, I, I praise Dee Dee and I praise all my older brothers. But McKenna, we spent the most time together. So shut the fuck up with your feelings. Got the most stories together. Yeah, <laughs> what do you mean? We've seen this, the, all the same shit almost. Yes. Like, ugh. I, that's why it just, when when siblings butt heads, I'm like, why? I get it, she's a little younger than me, so she'll still experience some stuff and understand the world. But, like, I don't, I don't know. Like, sometimes when she fights, I'm like, it just it feels like I'm yelling at a brick wall. <laughs> That's what Tyler says about Cole. That's and I'm funny. like, what the <laughs> fuck? Like, I'm, I'm here. I'm literally laying out. I'm not mad. I'm pure emotion and heart and all this bullshit. And now you're just being like, well, you didn't come to my golf match. God damn it. You're just playing ring around now. Like, what the fuck? And I don't have any brothers and sisters, so I can't relate to that part of it. <sighs> yeah. I don't know now, how that all plays. Now, I will consider... Not only you, my mother, but I would consider your parents my grandparents. Because I would always call your mom grandma. I'm sure. And not as much your dad grandpa, but I would literally always call your mother grandma. Because My dad is not as approachable as my mother. It's not that he wasn't approachable. Mm. I just, I I could see in his face he probably wouldn't want me to call him grandpa. (laughs) But he's cool if Tyler does because they're genetic. But your mother was on the same wavelength of you, like, oh, call me grandma. Like, very, very. very, And, you know, he's always, like, give me hugs, talks to me. Very respectful. I have nothing bad to ever say about your dad. So, like, it's not even an issue. It's just the fact that, like, I've always felt really close with the Glanders. I've always felt safe with you guys. Like, I always felt like if I was in El Dorado, I had to be at your guys' house because that's where I felt safe and I could 
goof out and talk and just fucking whatever. So like, and there were times at the house I'd get tired of kids coming over. Do you yeah, know that? Yeah, yeah, a lot. You teach all day and then they come up and, and then they, they, they know where you live. They're like, oh, you live in Alvarado? Yeah. It's like, oh, I'm gonna move to Richmond. Get away from me! Yes, yes, yes. Um, do you miss Eldorado? Beyond words, miss it. Miss the kids coming over. Do you really miss that? Yes, I do. Because now it feels like your house is a lot less busy. Yeah, no, it's a nice fucking house. Yeah, I love it over there. But it feels less busy. Yes. Okay. Yeah, definitely. You like the foot traffic. I do. That's funny. Just the camaraderie and people coming in and talking to you and... Because that's the stuff you can't buy. That's the stuff you, you can't. can't make. It's nope. just the, blah, 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 blah. the... Again, the show, it's just... That's why I have them come in person. You can't fake this shit. No. It's just two people talking genuinely. Absolutely. Nice to one another. Yes. <laughs> um, do you think, like, if Tyler didn't do sports, what do you think he would do as his mom? Like, not what you think he should do, but, like, what do you think he would do? If, if it he wasn't, didn't play football? Yeah, if he wasn't doing football, if he wasn't doing that, like, it defines him. So to think Tyler without out. that, yeah, I have no idea. What exactly, he's like that. he probably wouldn't work out as much. Probably wouldn't. Exactly, it's scary to separate it's that one thing even think about from it. the kid, and then yeah. now there's take away trucks from coal. Yeah, uh, you'd have the same thing. What the fuck is this? What does he do? Because I like I like to think that like sometimes parents try to like debunk or myth bust their kids in their heads. Like, what would they be without this? Or like. And then if they don't have an answer, either A, and I don't think this is the case because I think you know Tyler extremely well, a lot of time I think it's parents not knowing their kids well enough. Mm -hmm. Like, I remember one time, and I don't even mean to shit on my mom, but it was really funny because she did terrible in this. Me and McKenna thought it would be funny if we quizzed our parents about us. And see what they know. Yeah, so we each wrote a 10-question test and gave it to them. Dad got 9 out of 10 on mine. Mom got like 3 out of 10 on mine. And I was like, what the fuck? I was definitely going to switch the scores if I had to guess this. So, like, I don't even know. So, like, it's just, it's one of those things that you hope your parents know you. Yeah. And it's, like, I think they do, but then, like, they don't support this. So, like, how much do they know you? And, like, you know, I would say they don't know me as well now because I've really come into my own. Like, they don't watch anime, but I do. They don't like weird vampire comedies or workaholic comedies or whatever that I like. They don't. You know, they don't understand half of the shit on my walls. Plus, when you leave. But it would be really easy. Yeah. But it would be really easy if I felt like when we were in this townhouse comfortable enough to be like, hey, come look at my wall. And it would just be so nice to be like, what's that? Ask me. I'll fucking tell you. I'll always tell you. It's the fact that you don't want to ask. And that's what hurts my family. It's like you don't even want to. It's like you're an energy vampire. Like, you can't talk to me without sucking my fucking energy. (laughs) See, I've shown you cool comedies now. We have a little joke. Um,. If you were going to make a show about anything, what would you make a show about? I would make a show about... Teachers? Probably teachers. and, and The realness, the yes. funniness, and like all the hilariously terrible shit teachers say to each other when yep. the kids leave the rooms, yep. and the faculty meetings. And how and if you change and go to Eaton, you'd have the same school, or the same people. Yep. They're yep. all yep. the same. Same. You don't know the names of them, but, but they're, they're all, all the same. Oh, definitely. The same. Yes. So now that you say that, I have a show to watch. To recommend you when you go home. Okay. The creators of Always Sunny had a spinoff show with Pat Oswalt called AP Bio. Okay. And it's literally just about like high school teachers. teachers. And it's like as soon as the kids leave, they're like, fucking that kid. <laughs> 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 was there, I, I felt like I was that kid most of teachers' lives when I came through. It was like, Jesus Christ, Brighton. No, but I remember in third grade, you'd come in the room, you never sat in your chair. You always, like, had your feet on the seat, and you were always hanging up over the top of of the uh, desk part. (laughs) Never did the math you were supposed to do when you came in there. Just 
just the socialite talking to everybody, trying to make it all calm and fun. Because and like everyone's great. first, everyone's upset, and it's like, why, why are you guys upset? <laughs> you get to spend like eight hours with your friends, and you got to go home with your bullshit parents. Like, enjoy it now. Um, but like, that's fun. What's your earliest memory of me as like at trails, like a small little child? Like, cause you probably would have. I mean, I was in the same grade as Tyler, so you would have seen us, like... I mean, you've seen us forever, like, fucking t-ball and bullshit like that, and, like... But, like, at school, what was, I like... like, first grade. Okay. Just at the hallways and stuff, yeah. Just the... I don't think you really have ever had control of your body. Kind of just did your, <laughs> did your own thing on the hallway. <laughs> That's why I need video, just to see you, like, doing the spaghetti dance. <laughs> that was you. Okay, that's a funny thought. I always tell people the butt pad story oh that my you told gosh, me because I hilarious. I don't even remember it, but some fucking girl apparently had a, <laughs> not all the bones in her ass or something, and she's like, I got she sent a pacifier too. Hmm, this adds to the story. <laughs> I forgot about that. Now you're saying it, I remember it. She had a yeah. fucking pad, like one of those. Things you would put on a pew at church. Like, not, it's a flat. What is it supporting? One of your vertebrae? Like, uh. And she would ask kids to carry it. And I guess it was my fucking turn. And she was like, will you carry this? (laughs) Brighton says, no. I will not carry your butt pad. Like, what the? (laughs) I remember when I was in art class and Ferguson took over. And... My tooth was loose. It was just bugging me all day. And I was like, gotta get this fucking thing out. <laughs> so I've gone to the bathroom like four times now. And Ferguson literally like, all right, you can go to the bathroom one more time. But this is it. So when he said that, I was like, it's gotta come I, out now. I ripped yeah. it out. You know what I mean? Like, what else is there to do? So I went to the, he, he didn't even know I was doing it for tooth reasons. I literally just, <laughs> can you imagine that? <laughs> going to the bathroom back and forth. No idea why. Then Brighton finally comes back, the tooth in hand, blood down the face. Because I thought it'd be funny if the blood was there. Oh, yeah. I'd be like, it's out! That's how I just walked in the room. I said, it's out! And I just presented it to him. And he goes, ugh, go to the nurse. And then Miss Miller took me in. And she's like, what the fuck did you do? It's my tooth out. Pull my tooth out. It's out. Look. Look, see? <laughs> and then you present it. Yeah. <laughs> kids don't change either. No. Kids have a lot of the same behavior for a lot of the time. That's why when kids are like, how do they know I was doing that? Because there's been like 40 of you before them. And they've seen most of you, dummy. Exactly. <laughs> do you think there's any like school behavior in kids that you absolutely like adore? Because it's fun- fucking hilarious. Like the way they line up to get lunch or like... The way it's very different in middle school now. They used to line up in elementary, but now they just go. So I mean, <laughs> see a lot. Of, a lot of them want to come eat with me, though. Oh, can I have lunch with, with you? you? No. <laughs> <laughs> can I have thirty minutes without you, please. <laughs> no. At least it's the same thing. She just <laughs> this little girl and me have the same thermos. So she's like, "Ooh, what's in your thermos today?" And she's like, "Rice." And every single day, her the kids' thermos is always filled with macaroni to the brim. And she's like, I have macaroni. And she's like, I'd like rice, though. And Abby's like, well, we're not trading. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I think you got to be brutal with kids. Oh, you do. You have to, mm-hmm. right? Was there any, like, school events that you saw? Like, and probably a little bit less because... 
Tyler did, again, Tyler mainly did sports. He probably just went to football games. But, like, my parents had to go to fucking co- choir <laughs> concerts. Well, I've gone to a few of those. Okay. I've got a band okay. I sit way in the back. I so remember I Emma recently had sent me a really old video of me and her singing at, like, one of the fucking Christmas pageant things <laughs> in the lunchroom. And it was just like, Oh, <laughs> the range! And it's like, Jesus, I'm sorry! <laughs> There were some of those. Tyler did that steel drum, so we tried Oh, yeah, he did steel drums. How yeah. was that? That was awful. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't that bad. Either. That was awful. It wasn't that bad. It like, I'm, I'm, it's an interesting instrument, but at some point you're like, oh, Jesus Christ, I've heard these songs a couple times. Then you got high school and went, nope, I'm done. Nope, I'm done. You were like, yeah, fucking, I support this idea. Uh-huh. It's funny that sometimes parents support ideas more just because they don't want to go to shit, which is funny. Because I think that was the case of soccer. McKenna, I think, really wanted to try soccer. She did one year, and she was like, I think I like this. And mom and dad were like, you don't like this. <laughs> you don't. You, I you like golf. <laughs> <laughs> Stay with golf. God I mean. damn it. It all makes sense now. Do you think there's anything, as a comedian, or anybody, really, that you can't joke about? Because as yeah. a comedian, I've strived to always be like, you can make. In the right context, again, you build the bubble, you have the setup, the right characters, everything's there. You can make jokes about 9-11. You can make jokes about rape. You can make jokes about this and that and this and that. Why? Because if you can laugh about something, you can get through it. And it helps others get through it. Yeah, it's like, And I hate to really name call, but like, I'm sure Olivia Wallace's mom is not prone to car crash jokes. But if she could generally sit down and laugh at one... Mm -hmm. You don't know if she's laughing because she's finally getting over. Not that she should get over it because you can mourn your daughter's death. Oh my gosh, but at the yes. same time, like, you should live your life. That's what they would want you to do. You should laugh about it because then you can move past it and you can grow as a person and not get stuck and die in there. Because if you get stuck moment. there, a lot of people get stuck there. And that's what worries me a lot about people, like, back home. Like, I'm so glad that you moved out of El Dorado, Richmond. It feels like just... It's, it's out of the world almost a little mm-hmm. bit because that it, back home feels like a swamp that just sucks you in and at some point you just can't fucking leave. It sucks your energy out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, I went to... I cannot believe I never realized this, but recently that fucking billboard by the house is a fucking abortion billboard. I mm-hmm. never even... I saw the baby, but I guess I never really took the time to never read really it. I was it. like, how many years did I live by that? I'm fine with abortions. <laughs> I bet a lot of people around home weren't. What the shit? So, like, I don't know, man. I feel like we could waste a lot more shit on billboards. Like, I always see, like, if you died tonight on the highway, would you go to heaven or hell? I'm like, who paid for that? (laughs) Who put that up there? I would much rather see a Wendy's ad right now. I was chilling to some song, and I gotta read that, and that's gonna fucking occupy my brain for ten minutes. Fuck you for that. How about that? I'm gonna come take a shit on your billboard, and then you gotta go up there and have some guy... Scrub shit off your fucking heaven or hell sign. How about that? I don't know. It just angers me because yeah. I'm not religious. And I don't really shit on people who are too much. But like at a degree, I don't like when it's the premise for every fucking conversation and debate. It's like, why don't you like this? Well, God said I can Oh, did he ring you on the phone Thursday morning and it's like, hey, no more masturbation. <laughs> or are you just believing a book? I don't know. I just It irks me a little bit. I guess it irks me more now because I never really talked about it because a lot of my past relationships were very religious, but Abby is the farthest thing from religious, and that is so refreshing. I cannot <laughs> I cannot tell you how refreshing it is to not have someone. Like, I'll give you an example. We went to her grandmother's for Easter, 
and they really got me on this one. The, the aunt looks over at Abby. She goes, she goes, all right, guys, we're going to say a prayer. And I'm like, oh, shit. Oh, I'm so sorry. Like, I, I thought we were past that. I was already eating. And they all start laughing at me. They're like, we don't say prayer here. I was like, this is home. I have found home. This is what I need. They also, within the series of two minutes walking in the door, Abby, the great-grandmother, and three of the aunts all said cunt like 20 times. Oh. So it's just a different vibe. <laughs> but I enjoyed it. <laughs> it was still fun. Um, I think I might have done this on the last show but because you're my mom and because it might turn some ears do you want to hear something really fucking funny sure so when me and abby were in florida and we were sightseeing and doing all that shit when we went because a lot of where the, does she live at in florida she lives in st augustine okay i just didn't know like we were close in to jacksonville okay. if that helps yeah. um a lot of those photos from that box i showed you were from florida and on our trip we pass an adam and eve and i'm like what's oh, yeah. that I thought that was only like an online thing. She goes, no, they have stores. I'm like, turn the fuck around. We are going in there. Went to the sex store, had a fucking hilarity looking at all the toys and all the fucking gizmos. And like, my dumb ass. I walk in and like. there's a, a clear plastic case with just an ass and like a pussy. And I'm like, what is that? And it's like, oh, they, they leave a hole here so you can feel it. And my dumb ass is like, wow, they let people shove their dick in that? No, Brighton. It's for your hand. Not your dick. They don't want some rando being like homeless guy like, oh, is Martha clean this morning? He's named it and everything. But we went and everything was really expensive, but they had some really cheap DVDs. And they looked old, but I didn't care because the covers are amazing. And I'm going to show you the fucking four they picked out because I told Abby, you can pick two and I can pick two. So I pick, oops, I spilled. Oops, I spilled. Which is like all about lube and like spilling. All about ass four. The fact that there's three other installments of ass. You know what I mean? That's what's really, like, that's the killer thing about it, okay? Yeah. So those are my two. Abby picked Black Cox Tiny Teens Volume 3. Oh. So two other installments of dad's daughters getting railed by inches of black. (laughs) And then Abby picked Spring Break Cocksucking Contest 8. She's there for the love of the game on the cover. She is not there because she has to be. She She is there because she is in love with the taste of dick, which is fine. We love those girls. (laughs) But, you know. Isn't that funny? Isn't that funny I can have that relationship with someone? Let's do this really funny thing. Because I I don't think I've had relationships in the past that I could do those really, really, really funny things that I think are really fucking funny, and then that same person also, also thinks, hey, that's really fucking funny. Yeah. That's nice to take away with. You know that what I mean? Be, like, yeah. oh my god. Like, I mean, that has the same thoughts and Yes. That you, yeah. And like, that's how I met when I met Dee Dee. Like, not in that kind of relationship, but just like, <laughs> oh wow, like, somebody that, you know, doesn't really like to go out a lot, stay home, play video games, likes the Joker, likes to paint, likes tattoos. He literally just tattooed his whole. Arm. Did he do? Yeah, he has his own gun. He practices on fake skin, and I'm like, Jesus, Murphy. Cool. He wants to give me one at some point. I'm like, I don't know what I'll let you give me, but maybe, <laughs> a little. maybe, maybe a little. A little tiny. No, he's getting better at his art, though. So I'm like, okay, I don't know. Good. He might do some bigger work on me. Okay. I can't promise. If it comes down to it, because I know he wants tattoos. What do you think Tyler would get? Because we talked about this before. He's like, I do want ink at some Years point. ago, he said he'd get a Superman. Like, it looked like it was opening up. That's what he told me. That was years ago, though. I don't know now what he'd get. Some football, maybe? I don't know. Um, that, I know he said that he showed, told me that one a long time ago. That's funny as I fuck. Yeah. I, 
I could see it though, because he presents that Superman-y energy. Uh-huh. I've tried to show him My Hero Academia because like there's a lot of workout montages and it's mm-hmm. very inspirational for like keep grinding, keep doing this. So like, at some point I'm gonna sway him to get some shit like that tat- <laughs> tattooed on and just be like, well I got this because. My weird friend Bray. <laughs> like, that's how the story should start with a, ugh. Ugh, Bray. <laughs> Alright, so there's this asshole I grew up with, and he is loud, and his hair is greasy. <laughs> that's all you need to know. Um, What was one of your favorite memories with me? Like, it doesn't have to be at school, just in general. Like, I spent a lot of nights at your house. I spent a lot of nights taking your son away on adventures and coming back and telling you of our adventures. I've spent a lot of nights playing. Probably when you guys went to Nashville and coming back and telling Oh, them. that yeah. was a good one. That was yeah. good, yeah. When Hearing all about your stories down we've there. We've constantly been talking about going back. Yeah. And now we just realized, like, oh. We were I know your dad we, said it was my turn to take you. Yeah, but then me and I also said, we're 21. We can just go. Yeah, we don't need to. Yeah, that's what we're sc- scared of we shit. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Their time is gone. Exactly. They had a limp. They had a time limit. We're, we're, Isn't that sad? We're though? way past this shit. We can just go. You should feel sad for us parents. Fuck them. <laughs> no. No, we want freedom. I'm kidding. I'm no. kidding. I'm kidding. We, well, that's the thing. Like, that first adventure is always going to be finitely there with Hoover and my dad. Yes. And, like, that's not going anywhere. Right. So we should have our own solo adventures. And then come back for a third. You guys just so smiled. And just, yeah, the so stories are great. so many things. We walked the streets by ourselves. I'm like, I don't probably want to hear that, but okay. Did we tell you about the shooting? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Can you imagine how much fear that probably filled? Oh, my God. It's like, yeah, there was a dead guy outside our hotel. Yeah, and you're like, okay, that's your home. Wow. <laughs> you give us a look around. Well, you look fine. Um, I think I have it up here. Yeah, so you want to see something crazy? Yes. To prove I really do love your son? When we went to Nashville, we saw a guy do a magic trick, and to this day, we have no idea how he did it. And I signed McLovin, and at the time, Tyler was really into Spongebob, and he was really into Larry the Lobster. <laughs> Are you so serious? He, yeah, so he was like, I'm going to live like Larry. So he wrote Larry as his name, and I wrote McLovin, and the, the magician signed the card. I have no idea. The magician signed his signature, and okay. it was the one of the most incredible tricks ever because he was like, all right, give me your hand. And I was like, okay. So I put my hand on He's like, Tyler, give me your hand. He put his hand on top, okay. and he's like, and now you're boyfriends. And I'm like, what? And he goes, this is not how magic works. And he goes, no, I'm kidding. So he had our hands together, and he goes, and he like did some shit, and then he was like, boom, now open it. And the card was there, and I have no, That's idea, no idea how he slipped it in. He's like, you can take that. So he took. So this is the card. That's from the, the card. This is from Nashville. That's pretty sweet. That's, a, that's proof I love your son like a brother. If that, if that didn't mean that's so cool though that jack shit to nobody, it means something to me. <laughs> now I know what the the unheard magician. It's actually like David Blaine and we're just fucking assholes that didn't recognize him. Um, I remember one of my favorite memories from that trip is when we were walking on the street. We were just mm-hmm. listening to music, and some band had finished their set. Me and Tyler would you know literally clap for everybody because that's we were fucking awesome little kids. And they were like, does anybody here like Blackberry Smoke? Nobody in the bar yelled, but Todd was like, dude, you! And I was like, what are you saying? He goes, Blackberry Smoke. And I was like, fuck yeah! And he was like, what do you know? And I was like, sleeping dog! And he goes, meh, 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 And Todd was like, yeah! Like, it was like we were superheroes. Because yeah, we couldn't even go in the bar, but we were like, play this! And you knew what to say. Yeah. It was awesome. I miss that. Cool. I miss your son. I wouldn't yeah. be lying if I did. We, we, I miss him, too. He told me I can come stay with him. Yeah. Finley now, so that would be nice to go and make a trip out of that. Visit. I'll find the time. Um, is I'm there anything you. you think your son could do? You'd be like, oh, 
Because, like, comedy was it for my parents. That was the wall. Is there anything you think your son would be like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> no. You think it always be there? Yep. That's Mom 101. <laughs> Perfect mother here. <laughs> but you really are. I really, I'm not even trying to shit, but, like, I'm not trying to shit on my mom or any other other moms in the world, but, like, Dude, when I think of like the perfect mom, I always thought about you. Thanks. Because you're always my mom is very hard. Tyler was literally stuff. never excited to go home, or never not excited. Sorry, like he was always ready to go see you or his dad or whoever. But he, ne I, I never once heard or sensed anything like there was ever a problem at home, yeah. or there was ever an issue with going home or not wanting to be home. Like it was just, and a piece of me envied that because I, there's a lot of times I didn't want to go. Cause I know and I think this time's at. Cole doesn't want to go home. I think he'd like to have okay. his own house and have his own thing and do his own He kind of has that upstairs he now, does. though. He and does, yeah. So maybe does. that's, like, helping. Yeah. To agree. Cole, if it's helping, let us know. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, we hit the first mark. Let me play the first culture shock. This is the first music break. The music breaks are usually revolved around the, the person. I'm going to play, I know one of the songs at some point on this show is going to be a Tupac song called Dear Mama. Because it's a letter he wrote to his mom. That's so it's cool. a letter I'll write to you in song. Very cool. So enjoy your first culture shock. We'll be back with the second part. Um, I'm going to check, and maybe Abby's here, and you can meet her. We might get some water, we might get some shit. We might some watch some more vampire shows. But in the end, we're still disappointing. We will return after this. Your next song, like I said, Kenny Chesney, but is going to be every fucking Kenny Chesney bit. Why? Because that's Teresa's favorite country musician. And honestly, I haven't really played a lot of country, so might as well do it up. Because while, yes, Teresa is a lady that can listen to pop and rap, she really likes her country. And I don't blame her for it, because I do too. So, please enjoy Round and Round by You Know Who. And we'll be back after this. Some folks with a man in the country can't wait to get in their pickup trucks and go to town. There's people living in a penthouse dying to get out in the sticks and ride around. There's a man up on the mountaintop wants to go down and breathe the salt there by the shore. There's a guy on an island, he ain't smiling, don't want to be on an island anymore. There's a lady locked in a love affair. As a lonely soul whose only goal is to get that golden ring upon their hand In the middle of nowhere there's nobody trying to get that 15 minutes of fame Someplace there's a superstar thinking, Lord, if I could only change my name Speed them up a year or two 
There's an old man wishing he could just go back and stop the clock and hang on to his youth. There's a stoner on the sidewalk wishing he could just get straight for a day. There's a man in a suit and tie thinking getting high might be a better way. assure you that round song was not a uh, bit about Teresa being round and I Teresa if you ever get a giggle from that you have to tell me and that's a promise but it's, I promise I'm not trying to make fun of Teresa with any of these songs they, these are just songs of Kenny Chesney's that I think you've never probably heard on radio um, that I think are actually probably better than the ones you have heard on radio because whoever the fuck is picking radio songs is a fucking idiot Listen, I won't get on my high horse. Uh, well, my horse is high, but that's not the fucking point of this bit. But um, the next song by You Know Who, it's called Magic. Maybe it'll leave your pants feeling like magic or your ears. Either way, please enjoy. I believe there's magic here in these sands In the wake of these old pirate trails That cut through the water and the 
atmosphere I believe there is magic here And buried treasure under the sea And all the music that drifts out on the street It's in the barflies drinking their beer I believe there is magic here This crazy rock has got a lot of romance and sex appeal It's lazy days with Hemingway I gotta say that it captures me still Cause I believe there's magic in those beachside dives under the moon as it's changing the tides Friends, they go away, then they reappear I believe there is magic here This crazy rock has got a lot of romance and sex appeal It's lazy days with Hemingway I gotta say that it captures me still
You have crossed the line with me. I've had guys throw barbecues at me. They broke the windows out of my car. They cursed and sworn at me. But the bottom line is I ain't shook. Cause if the right hook comes out, crazy mother motherfuckers like you get knocked out. Don't be looking me in the eyes, boy. I ain't got no candy for you. No candy except for the right hook. Let's get back to the show before one of you at home catch one of these crazy right hooks, you crazy mother-shuck. Like, we're back. And just like that, we snap back into the show. Yeah, just like that. Just like that. Um, so can I ask you some, like, personal questions now? Okay. Okay. No, I'm not trying to hurt your family. I just, I, I like to pick brains. Okay. And this is my only chance to show you I'm an adult. I can talk like a human being and I can dive into the subconscious of my guests and okay. get to know them. So... You're, would you consider like a little bit bigger of a lady compared yes, to like other ladies? Not that it's a bad thing. Do you find differences in buying clothes? And the reason I ask is because Abby finds a lot of struggle in finding bras that fit. Okay. And I'm learning so much about women's struggles in clothes. I, th- I figured I'd give you a chance to tell me. I actually don't. Because I'm going to go to Kato's in Eaton and that's probably my favorite place. Okay. But no, I really don't. Is that the place beside Great Clips? Yep. Okay, so okay, so I've been in there. Yep. What? Well, I don't know. They just have clothes that fit. Like I love them, and they're in style. You know what I mean? They're not yeah. like old lady. Yeah. Hey, girl yeah. clothes. That's not yeah. cool. That's yeah. not cool. Because you're always very like fashionable and try to be. And you always have nice hair. And, like, oh yeah. It's like <laughs> she's like oh yeah. <laughs> so like it's 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 nice to imagine like you know no one struggles to get clothes because like it's very easy to find clothes for a guy but like Abby finds a lot of stri- like she doesn't really shop with Victoria's Secret because they don't really I think she's double B. Okay. So, like, it's really hard for her to find bras so and stuff. Yeah, yeah so, like, I know. I'm there with all the female <laughs> people. That's good for you. Yeah, I'm like, I, I try to be the most woke-minded individual I can be, and having a woman tell you constantly what her issues are is a good way to, good way to learn. It's a good way to learn. Um, is there anything that you and Brian, like, have a joke about? Like, do you guys have, like, a little... Me and Abby have so many little jokes between ourselves. Like, I don't know that we have really jokes between us. Not a no. joke, but do you have like a like a behavior? Like, I know. Okay, and this sounds bad, and she's gonna kill me when she hears this eventually. <laughs> but whenever Abby's like in the mood, uh-huh. she'll meow at me. Oh. Yeah, we don't have any. I'll so I'll just be sitting here and I'll just be like working on something, and she, I'll just hear like. <laughs> And I'm like, what the fuck was that? I look over, she just bent over the bed. She's like, Row! I'm like, stop! Quit! Yeah, no, we don't have anything like and that. And not to like a sexual nature, but like, maybe you guys have like a, like, does he bump you sometimes when he walks by, potentially? Occasionally. Okay. Because yeah. like, I think it's fun to have people that make you laugh and like have little like, little things like that. Oh, and yeah. it's not that you have things, obviously. It's just like, it's hard to label yeah. It's extremely it hard is. to label them. It's hard to even think about, like... The nature of a relationship and yeah. the things that happened in that relationship. You break down the little element. See, I'm a very, like, break everything down to its elements kind of guy. Like, gotcha. get to, what's the pixel of everything? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. how small does it go? And then look at it like the puzzle piece. And then yeah. you can like re- rebuild it in newer yeah. ways and different directions and stuff like that. Um, so... I think it's good for people to like look at their own relationships because I don't think a lot of people take the time to do that. No, they don't. Because I think about my relationship every day, like all the time. Like I try to think, am I doing all the right things? Can I be doing better things? Like, what can I change? I don't think I, I don't think people grow in relationships unless they 
actually take the time to think about that kind of shit. Sure. Because they meet someone and they're like, oh, it's just this forever. No, it's this right now and it's going to be other stuff later. Right. I, I don't understand how people get with these people and then they're like, let's just settle and live there in this little bubble. I don't get, I, where does that come from? Comfort, maybe? Comfort. Laziness? Yeah. Ugh. It easy. Just sounds, it's easy. It's easy. easy. Cool, it's cool, easy. Cool. It's easier. You're comfy. Sure. Yeah. I just, I don't get where that comes from at all. And like, you know, people like what they like. Like, I just don't understand like the whole, like, live at home. We like have kids, but like we're the couple that fights and like don't fuck a lot. And like, what? <laughs> first of all, if you're with someone, you should be fucking them. I don't know why it took today to say that but like if you're with somebody and you're not fucking you shouldn't be with that person not to be now let me quote that if you're not fucking for like religious reasons or like premarital shit by all means tell me to shut the fuck up and eat a cock because i deserve to sure but if you're not if you're just not sexual with that person maybe you just don't have that chemistry because i think it's really important people hit on a couple different things to really be the one like, you have to not... But not want, too many things. You don't yeah. want to too much alike. Because, again, they don't need to be perfect, and they don't have to be right. your ideal person, but you have to connect, I think, at least minimally, on somebody that mentally you vibe with. Yes. You have to be able to always... And not... I mean, I, I mean, Abby voted for Trump. I do not enjoy the man. Right. We can have different political views. Sure. It's that is, can you get to the same place? Yes. Yes, you start on different ground, but are you able to meet? Are you? Is it someone that's always willing to meet halfway on stuff right. with you mentally? That's important. Mesh. Because it's that first part. Yeah. The second part, I think, is definitely physical. If you don't want to be physically with the person you want to be with, why are you with them? And that doesn't mean you have to lay with them. But if you're not attracted right. to that person... Mentally, physically... Why are you... Yeah. Is it like pity banging? <laughs> maybe is it like practice because you haven't had a lot of partners and they're just like I need to work out the kinks and with them I don't feel bad right, that sounds sad to say yeah. oh. <laughs> 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 okay right, well now we're making progress in the brain um, but like honestly like that's real and then like in my own personal like and this is where like each chef has his own specialty in relationships my sprinkle on the comedy I have to have somebody I can laugh with yes I, I cannot date somebody that does not make me laugh. I get that. I, if you, you cannot make me laugh, you. you're literally a Colin Robinson energy vampire like, oh, did you know that this building used to be an equine shoe store? <laughs> ha! I'll cut my feet off! Please. Count my eardrums. Yes, like, what the fuck do you mean? So, like, it's a little annoying that some people, I hear them talk about the relationships and it's like, oh, my boyfriend sucks. What? Then why are you? Why, why, why did that come out of your mouth? You liked exactly. him at some point. He's your boyfriend. Where did it go wrong? Where did it go wrong? Where? Or where did you realize the person you thought that person was was not that person? True. And I think that's where it really comes from. A place of like, oh, I thought, like you start digging into the surface. Like I had a girl at work uh, recently tell me, you know, I'm a little bit older now. And what I didn't realize when you get a little older you have to ask more and different questions when dating because they are more important now. And I was like, define that? She goes, so back in the day when you were a kid, what's your favorite color? What do you like to do in bed? That's like the extent of it. Now it's, do you have any priors? Do you have any kids? Have you been married before? 
What do you like to do? Because they've existed <laughs> longer. Where are your interests? It's not even that. It's just that you've been on the earth yes. longer, so you've done more shit. Yes. So, like, you got to cover the bases. You do. And it's scary sometimes to find out things about your partner way later. But if you really love that person, it doesn't matter because it's the past. And you love them regardless. And that's what led them to be in your arms today. It's what pinballed them of random chance to finding you. Sure. So, like, and I know it's sad, but, like, yes, the divorce must have been hard on the kids. And, yes, it oh, might have been weird divorcing Kurt. But, like, once you divorce him, you found Brian. Absolutely. And it pinballed you to a house in Richmond. And, and people treat you differently. They definitely After you divorce? Oh, why, why do you think that is? I don't know. Is it a place of hate? I don't know if it's hate or jealousy. I think it's you're je happy or, or maybe it's jealousy because secretly they're like, she divorced and I want to, but I'm not but bold enough will. to. Yeah, and I never will because it's just going to be easier for the kids. Yeah. Which, first of all, no. Kids, we love you, but no, they should not have to stay together for you. Right. It's about your happiness. And then you have to let the kids know, just because we're not together doesn't mean we both don't fucking love you. Absolutely. We just don't love each other. <laughs> and I think a kid would be like, that makes sense. Yeah. Because they're not bold enough to say And that. as they get older, they, you know, they, they get And it's older. like, and your mom and me respect each other, even though she cheated on me like a whore. But, <laughs> like, uh, just, I mean, uh, again, kids, this is why they're leaving details out, because you don't want to know your mommy's a whore. And again... Miss Glander's not a whore. That's not how this situation ended up. We're just speaking hypotheticals. Right, exactly. <laughs> but, like, sometimes it does end in that kind of ball and flame. Sure. And I get it. But, like, this didn't feel like that. This just felt like something that wasn't right. Yeah, it just didn't mesh. It didn't, yeah. it didn't work. It made kids. It made awesome kids. It made awesome kids. It yes, made it fantastic kids. And that's really, at the end of the day, that's what you wanted it. But now... You're not trying to make more kids. <laughs> oh, God, no. No. <laughs> no. No. So no. now that you're not trying to make kids, it should just be about the relationship. Yes. It's you. So it doesn't matter about all the other bullshit. And I think that's why Brian's good for you, because I think it's that. Yes. I think it's more that. Like, it's somebody that you took to my comedy show. Yeah. I mean, that's fucking bull. And has as much fun as I did. Yeah, and, like, yeah. and not to be, like, a dick, but, like, Brian doesn't know me, know me like you know me. Right. So he sure as shit doesn't have to go, but just because he loves you, he's going to go. And definitely. then he had a good time, and then I hope he felt closer to me a little bit. Absolutely. I always like Brian because he always feels like a Superman when I give him like a hug. <laughs> and he's like, what's going on, buddy? Like, he's like, oh, that had some, that's some heft to that. Yeah, that back slap. He's like, what's going on, young man? I'm like, oh, dad is home. I love you, Brian. And my dad, Brian. I love old Brian's. Um, hopefully Brian Harrison decides to come on the show and then I get yeah, out of there. And then yeah. Brian and then I get my dad and I'll have yeah, all the Brian's come on and be like, Brian's. Hey Brian and they'll go, What? in like three ways and be like, Oh <laughs> Brian, Brian and Brian. <laughs> um Do you think there's anything you want to do with Brian? Like travel, go somewhere specific, like We wanna travel all the time. Yeah, but where? I don't know. We're gonna go to Colorado at the end of this month. Oh. Yeah. That is a refreshing like answer. A, Why? Yeah, just, just because I've never been there. And I told him, hey, you know, I've really never been there. And so he you has. Heard? He's been everywhere. He's been to every state. Yeah, he travels yeah. a lot. That's why yeah, I'm like, yeah. I know you're yeah. probably a little envious of that. I am. But then I'm, he knows where to go and what places to see. And a little it's bit like, of experience. Oh, yeah. yeah, so he's got it all mapped out. So have you ever been to Vegas? Yes. We okay. did that a couple years ago. You went with him? Yeah. Oh, that's fucking fantastic. Yeah. Me and Dawson Ward were talking about Vegas because he was like, well, Logan is going to Vegas with Taylor, okay. his older brother. Okay. So me and Dawson were talking about it on his show. 
And I was like, yeah, like, I mean, if me and Abby went to Vegas, I mean, honest to God, she's bi. We'd probably do a lot of fun shit. And he's like, 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 like well, for starters, we'd definitely go to a brothel. And he was like, what's a brothel? And I'm like, Dawson Ward, you sweetheart. What do you mean, what's a brothel? He's like, what's a brothel? And I'm like, well, son, I'm about to teach you something fantastic. Vegas is one of the few places in the world that has legal brothels. A brothel is a place like a Burger King, except instead of burgers, Dawson, it's pussy. He's like, oh. And was he ready to go at that point? Oh, he was like, how old do you have to be to this? I'm like, I think 21. He goes, a couple more years then. Too but like, would do you think you would ever venture to something funnily like that just to yeah. say you saw it with Brian? Do you think he's, that that's someone you can comfortably definitely? Like, oh, that's Anything. Nice. yeah. That's that's what's most important. Like someone that you and that person potentially can go out of your comfort zone and do these hilariously crazy things because at the end of the day, you know, well, they're gonna be there with me. Yep, the whole time. And if I'm uncomfortable, at least I'm not uncomfortable alone. Yep. So like. It really is there any adventure people shouldn't do with their significant other? Like, I mean, go to fucking Egypt. Go do that. Go do this. Go yeah. do that. Go do exciting things. Do things in the culture that are legal in those cultures. Yeah. Because that's your chance to do them. Like, it's kind of like just getting off the beaten path and doing something else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, d- like I, 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 I honestly got to take Brian as like a guy who like has made a little bit of money, has the time to kill. So at this point, he's the kind of guy I can see you and him just kind of being like. Burr. It's just like, where are we, we going? And it's like, I don't know. We do just, that. Do you really? That's yeah. important. And I, I try to do that well, a little we, bit. Well, we were going to stay in Belize. And wow. Yeah, well, it was on an island. Jesus, Murphy. In the middle of the ocean. And this storm came up. And I'm like, I was scared to death. Like, yeah. terrified to scared to death. And so we had to call the people, and they came and picked us up and took us. If there had been a boat there, it would probably been okay. But they took us but Because there in. wasn't a boat, you yes. were a little scared? Yes. Okay. And so there was really no place to stay in town. So we stayed in this crazy weird hotel but the next day i'm like we're just we're gonna go we're gonna leave so we get on plane we go to texas and he goes let's just drive a car let's just drive a car the rest of the way home and then we went to louisiana and then we, yeah, and, yeah, yeah we just drove around oh that's pretty awesome that's sweet who djs who djs like the music yeah when you drive mm, i'd say i'd say me yeah. Yeah, probably me. Abby tries, and I shut her the fuck down yeah. every single time. I'm like, Abby, when you drive your truck, you can DJ <laughs> your stupid fucking Florida Georgia Line, Alan Jackson, and George Strait. And, you know, I like some of those, but not all of them. And uh, at the end of the day, we're going to listen to Biggie, Tupac, and Wu-Tang Clan <laughs> when I'm driving this goddamn car. We talk a lot, so we don't listen to Yeah, but Abby does that a lot, too. She'll just yeah. turn the fucking volume. I can't stop that. She'll turn it down. she goes... So I was talking to my mom the other day, and she I can I can hear it in her voice. She's starting a bit. And I'm like, this is a bit. You're telling me a fucking bit. You act like I do it all the time, but you do it just as much, Abby. Yeah. She likes to tell jokes because she thinks she's funny. I think she's funny. Um, I told her that she should be one of my openers if I was ever like That'd be cool. Yeah, I'd be like, and now, my wife! And she's like, that guy's an asshole! I'm married to him! That'd I gotta go fun. fuck him later. I don't want to do that. That would be fun, though. Yeah. That would be fun I told Trevor he should be my first opener. That'd be cool. Oh, my God. What better of an opener? That'd be great. I told him his first bit would be the mic's too tall. <laughs> and he just comes up and he just kind of gives him one of these, like a couple jumps. And then I come out and I'm like, why are you laughing? He's handicapped. And then I leave and he's like, well, I am. <laughs> That'd be good. That would be great. That's a great bit. That is great. Do you think you could ever do comedy? You're funny. No. 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 I'm not funny. You're a good speaker. No, I'm all right. 
<laughs> you're good. You're good. You've had your fill of talking, and you, yeah. but you're 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 just one of those people that like I wish was a comic. Yeah. Because I've met a lot of people in my life that like make me laugh, laugh, and like I've met a lot of comics that don't make me laugh. <laughs> so like when I'm like, you're not killing it, and you're doing this on purpose. You're good at it, and you're not doing it on purpose. Yeah. That's okay. why it blows me away. Yeah. Because no. I'm like Tyler's funny. He could be a comic. He's and always. He probably would be like, like no, no, I'm good. I can see him just being ripped as fuck. He was always flexing on stage, walking around like this with the mic. He's got this hand. Nothing's in this left hand. He's just still flexing. He's just walking around with the big muscles. He's like... So how many of you can drive a tractor? I can, but I don't look like I can. That's a good bit for That'd Tyler. Good, yeah. See, I, I've got it mapped out. You do. It's like I give a shit about this. I just wish my parents gave a shit about this, but I'm um, disappointment. Uh, <laughs> but you're my mom, so, that's so I got so I got one mom that's right. into it, so that's, that's all right. that matters, right? That's right. That's all that matters. Do what makes you happy. Yeah, that's that's right. That's what we got. That's why we're going to the tattoo shop later today. Me, <laughs> not Teresa. Not me. <laughs> not me. Um, I, I don't want to say it was Lane's mom, but I I think it was. She got I think the makeup tattoo. Oh, like the eyebrows? No, eyeliner. where you get the eyeliner. Eyeliner, okay. And it actually looked really good. And like, would you ever get something like that? Yes. Really? Oh, yeah. Okay. You just get up and go? Absolutely. What? So that like, would be sweet. So where's the dissolution of like, oh, these rappers with face tattoos. And then moms are like, well, this is just like a permanent touch. <laughs> yeah. It says the same thing. Your eardrop is eyeliner. Like, yeah, but that's different. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Eyedrop. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> It's like a baby. I've had four kids, nigga. That's what this means. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I have gray hair. That's why I have no gray hairs. Oh, yeah, I color it. Yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's very gray. <laughs> oh, my God. That's fucking hilarious. I love that. Um, why would I never know? My, my mom's not a natural blonde. Sorry, Mom. I out you to the world. <laughs> but I know that. She's hair color. <laughs> poor Missy. Yeah, poor Missy. Uh, Chloe's mom... Gina said that you should come on the show with her. If you're not willing to do it with your best friend, I don't know what more yeah. to tell you. That would be a great, that show. Would be a great show. Gina has told me some hilarious stories. And now and I can just give my mom wine years. drunk. Yeah, it would be here forever. She could just get sloppy drunk. We could talk. Gina could tell us hilarious stories. And they brought up like, well, what if your mom wants to run for judge? Okay. What if your son wants to get closer to you? <laughs> <laughs> No one ever likes that answer. No one ever likes the pity card. Unless it's the truth. <laughs> oh, See, if you can't laugh through the sadness, how are you going to get through it? You can't. Now, does it make sense? Yes. But that's why I'm so funny. I'm very sad. <laughs> that's why. <laughs> it's true. You're sad. <laughs> well, it's just a fun joke. Because, like, I mean, you know brothers. Oh, yeah. You see most of them. Met them in person and yeah, watched McKenna and, like, you know my whole family is this fucking athlete, athlete, athlete. Mom's the only exception. So why can't I be an exception? They were like, why not sports? They were like, I, I know it hurts them to hear that, but like, yeah, it definitely let them down when I was like, oh, baseball, oh, golf, oh, track was, you know, it was fun, but, you know, we're doing it to hang out with Tyler. <laughs> doing it just to have fun. Literally Tyler did it to hang out with Tyler. Are you kidding me? He sucked. Yeah, so I was like, <laughs> And he cried. Your dad made him cry at baseball. You made me cry! He's my dad! <laughs> what do you mean? It was the greatest <laughs> day of my life when he cried. Oh, Can you talk so about funny. that? Rem oh, reminisce that story. God. I don't remember which event he cried at. Like it was, it was a baseball game, and 
where was it at? Was Tyler playing with the flowers? No, but he said something about when you go in to hit this time, I want you to. Do, and I don't know what he said to him because I wasn't out there. Like, and like you weren't close. I it wasn't was like close a... enough. But he he said, I, I promise you, I didn't say anything bad to him. But he, <laughs> he was like talking to him. Okay, when you hit this time, I want you to do this, or and, and then you just saw these big crocodiles. <laughs> <laughs> And Brian comes on. He's like, "I didn't say anything bad." Jonathan and Logan would hit foul balls and break people's windshields all oh, the time. Yeah. And all window. the time, like, yes. Jonathan's pitches were just, you never knew. Jonathan would bring dogs go. to practice, and they weren't even his dog. He would just walk around <laughs> El Dorado and find a goddamn dog <laughs> and bring it. People ask him, like, why do you think you should be a comedian? I've been living a sitcom for a very long time. I just didn't realize until I said it out loud. Then I was like, I think I should tell people all this crazy all shit I've crazy seen. crazy stories. Yeah, because, yeah. like, your dad doesn't know Chris Stapleton by accident. No. <laughs> I would love to get my dad on the show. I don't think he'd ever come. Why? You're a mom. He's not you? running for judge. He can do it. Yeah, what the fuck are you waiting for, dad? <laughs> oh, is the, is the Water Restoration Guild up for another election? Are you up for the president fire and water restorator? God damn it, no. You're just a fun... Everybody that knows my dad... It's like, it's oh, just so, so much fun. Jonesy! Yeah. You don't get that title and not to be like, you wouldn't kill on the show. So, like, that great. should be a compliment. He always is like, you're always making fun of me. I'm never making fun of you. I'm trying to get you on the goddamn show, you maniac. Yes. <laughs> and, like, when I sit there and I show you Sonny or Workaholics, and you're like, what is this? Don't be hard-headed. You're hard-headed because I'm hard-headed. That's the only reason I get to say that, because I got it from him. Yes. He's like, your mother's hard-headed. I'm like, you're hard-headed. You're both two rocks button fucking foreheads. And then out came Mia McKenna in the forehead butting. What do you mean? I love him, but like, oh, God damn it. And sometimes, like, it's funny. He hasn't done it in a while, but he usually always somehow knew when I was doing a show. I would never tell him. But he'd always call me or text me, and I'm like, how the fuck? Not, like, about the show, but he would just and I'm like, I don't give a shit. Like, I'm like, I can't take this right now. Sorry, bye. I'll see you later. Yeah, he literally, he's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm busy. Like, God damn it. I think he thinks I'm fucking a lot. When I'm really just doing the show. Okay. So, like, not to dog on Abby, but he did a long time ago when, like, I first told him about Abby, like, meeting Abby and her moving to Ohio to date me. He was like, he called me really, really, really late one night. And I was like, this is weird. I'm like, hello? He goes, is Abby pregnant? And I was like, what? Is he, is Abby pregnant? I said, no. No, Dad. No? What are you calling this about? He goes, well, I had a really bad nightmare that Abby was pregnant. And I was like, go to bed. <laughs> what? It's a dream. You just said it. I had a nightmare. A that is a nightmare. What? <laughs> I love it that he brought you into it. Yeah, like he doesn't need to tell me. Just to validate. Well, I get it because as soon as I say no, the nightmares stop. That's true. But like, damn. <laughs> Is that the worst thing? Make you to me, think, oh, well, I, I have also admitted, Dad, I also have nightmares about Abby getting pregnant. We're good. <laughs> like, we take the proper steps. Um, which, I know it sounds shitty, but, like, sometimes I don't fuck because I'm like, oh, you're behind on your birth control. Just because I, I try to be very safe. I had yeah, Melissa yeah. Jones as a mom <laughs> at 
age eight, you're like, blocks, shapes, cool things, games, my mom, how's work? A kid one year older than you had a rape charge. Oh my God. If you ever, I just asked how your day was. Now does it make sense? Oh yeah. Where it all comes from. The humor has to come from somewhere. <laughs> mommy and daddy issues is the root of all. I think we all have mommy and daddy Yeah, but like at the end of the day, rough. like, well, I, and not to say that this will happen, but me and Abby's favorite show before that was like a, I mean, it's funny as fuck, don't get me wrong, but it's very serious. It's called BoJack Horseman. Okay. And it's on Netflix and it's animated, but it is, it's the best thing I've ever seen in my fucking life. I have two phone backgrounds. One is My Hero Academia, which is that anime, that, okay. the superhero one. Right. The second one is BoJack Horseman. It's him smoking a joint, holding whiskey, and in the mirror he sees his mom smoking a cigarette. I could go into why that's deep, but it is. And, like, he... One of the best episodes in that show is the eulogy he gives at his mother's funeral. And the, it's one frame. And he walked... The, the horse guy, he walks around like a little bit Bojack. But it's never not that one frame of the casket and him at the podium just talking, touching it. It's not open. And he just tells his speech at his mother's funeral. And that was the episode I finally realized, oh, you don't have to be friends with your parents if they die. You, it's okay. You can get past that. It's totally fine not to be close to your parents when they pass. Mm -hmm. You don't have to be close with them when they go. And the best example I thought about this recently, do you know who Whitney King is? She went to, oh shit, she went to like Tribe Village, I think. I want to say that's correct. Okay. Um, Whitney Gale King. Am I ring a bell? Okay. Yeah. Well, recently she had, I'd known her for years, she had just recently put something out. Pride Month, she was like, you know, I'm officially going to say this at least once, because I don't think I've ever been clear. Like, you know, I like this, I'm looking for this. Literally the same day, she posted on her Snapchat story a text, clearly from a mom or dad, but she scratched out the name. I don't know why I would expose the fuck out of him, and it said, uh, get home, pack your shit, get out, we don't need that kind of infestation at the house, and try to get a new phone in a couple days, because yours will be shut off soon. Oh my gosh. What a fucking piece of shit, right? That's you don't... Why would you ever in your life try to justify being friends like that? Now, that's an easy takeaway. Yeah. But, like, and I'm not trying to scare my parents like this, but, like, I don't have to be friends with you. I'm trying, but, you you know, at some point, it's a dual fucking effort. It does have to be. I care, and I, and I, I think I'm the most caring person in the world. I'll love people, I cry for people, I give sure. hugs, and, like, sure. what, what more do you want out of a son? I don't beat my girlfriends. I don't fucking... <laughs> I don't know, man. It just, it boggles my brain. Like, what do they want me to be? I know what they want. They want the IT kid that doesn't do anything wrong and is boring. They want Lane. Because my mom and dad love Lane. And even after all this shit, they were like, well, Lane's... And I'm like, no, fuck Lane. He was mean to me all the time when we lived together. All the time. Was he mean? Yeah. That's not okay. And they made burgers every day. I'm... <laughs> you look at me in the eyes? Burgers every day. Every fucking day except tuesdays when they got pizza that is a diet of grease yeah it's a lot and there was nothing on the burgers sometimes cheese doesn't even sound good. i would every kill day. myself <laughs> every the first week we got hamburger meat i was like oh cool we'll make burgers this week and the next week i was like oh cool yeah i mean we got burgers. yeah burgers and then the third week i was like guys i'm having the burgers and they're like no 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 burgers and i was like oh fuck and then I met Abby, and then we were like, hey, let's make cold pasta. And I'm like, I've never had this. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
better than burgers. Yeah, I was like, save me. <laughs> um, Abby's a good cook. She's definitely like opened me up to a lot of food stuff. And I think relationships have a good chance to do that. Open mm-hmm. you up to food stuff when sure. you like don't really like know stuff before. Um, I think one of the best things Abby's ever shown me mm-hmm. was mochi. Do you know what mochi is? No. Okay, so maybe mochi is like I don't even know if dough is the right word, but it's what it is. It's literally like if Play-Doh was edible, but it was like super duper soft Play-Doh, and it's like not that you've wanted to eat Play-Doh, but like the the texture. Oh, this would be. It a makes good, people want to do, yeah. be a good donut, right? Yeah, yeah. So imagine that with like a little powder, and then in the insides ice cream. Okay. It's a Japanese thing, and it's the best thing in the world. I cannot show you know. Get any kind of mochi, M O C H I. Okay. We get it at Aldi's, but I'm sure they have it at Walmart and Meyer. Um, that might not be right though, because they're not really culturally out there as much as they claim to be. But Aldi's is right there in the fucking okay. Oriental section of having some really cool shit. And you, dude, they, it comes six to a pack because okay. they're li- like you literally you eat one and then you're like, oh, like that was a little bit, <laughs> yeah. Like you want another one, but then you're like, I don't know if I can handle another. So like, if you want like a little treat for you and Brian, be like, hey, he said to get mochi, and it's like dough ice cream. Now, get it, put it in the freezer, and then let it sit out for, like, a couple minutes when you get it out of the freezer because it's, like, a little hard when it right comes out. Okay. But, like, oh, my God, it's the best thing in the world. I Of all the things Abby has shown me, I'm, like, that is the easily the my favorite thing that she has, like, food-wise shown me. Awesome. Is there, like, a food thing that Brian has potentially showed you that you're, like, damn, I had never had this, and then he showed Cajun me. Cajun was pretty good when we You never had, no, to find Cajun, like, I've had Cajun, like, specific stuff but I'm not big on seafood so like when you said Cajun is it like gumbo pots of fucking yes. you never had had I had that? never had it so we went to um, Louisiana had never had it it was so good so so good then we had then the 911 restaurant opened in Richmond what's that? which was Cajun oh and it was like yes and then I don't think it's open anymore I think it closed do you think there is a curse in Richmond for opening a food store because it feels like they only I know, especially in the promenade. Do you understand yes. what I say by that? Yes. Like, it feels like they're there for a couple years and then they're not. And then they're not. And Richmond feels like a busy place. Why would that not stay open? I don't know. Because the promenade thing? is really weird because there's nothing there except the hobby house. That one stays forever. I don't know why. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, I, I, I don't understand where that comes from. Mm-hmm. I don't because I grew up from Richmond, you're in Richmond, you're always in Richmond, but you're really in Richmond now, and like, right. it feels like something cool opens. I'm pleading for McAllister's to stay open, like, forever, because even though I'm not through Richmond a lot, it's always good. It's always good. It's always good. Um, I work at the Rusty Taco, okay. which they own, I think, a McAllister's, and I think they own, so it's, like, kind of the same. Mm-hmm. It's not, because it's, like, tacos, obviously, but it's, like, kind of the same people and organization that own it. Um, but, yeah, like... It was fucking, it was something else, like, because, like, I remember the Indian restaurant had changed hands, like, four times, yep. and it kept being an Indian restaurant, so I'm uh-huh. like, okay, Have the first one. about it didn't work? And I was like, maybe it's just location, because I thought it was always good Indian food, but I was like, why does it keep closing and then reopening as the same kind of food? And then it once was a Mexican restaurant, and they were like, we're just going to quit that. <laughs> Isn't that funny? Like, I, I don't know. Richmond. It didn't work. Richmond is a weird place. It's a magical place. Glenn Miller means a lot to me. It's, where it? I, it's literally where I learned to golf. First tee program. Oh, yeah, first tee program. Bob teaching yeah, me yeah. before his knees really went to shit recently. And back then, even Bo would stop by sometimes mm-hmm. before he was really, really, like, engaged and busy with the tour. 
Um, he would come back. And I live right beside Al, like right down the Yeah, right oh my God, Al. Right. Me and Tyler like talk about Al. Yeah. I was like, what, what's one thing you miss about our child? He goes, Al. I said, holy shit, is that a good answer? <laughs> I miss Al. I mean, yeah. he said, like, just seeing him fucking with the black convertible down. Yep. That is how I want to live. Al, yep. oh my God. I should try to, you know, I should have tried to have Al on the show. You should. That would be crazy. Yes. Hey, you're my golf coach. You're an old, wise black man. Teach me about the universe and chess. Yes. I feel like you could teach me about both of those Definitely. things. Definitely. <laughs> he could. He could. We Do used to you... see him at NCL all the time. <laughs> yep. Now, when does Cole graduate? Next year. Next year? 21. Did he end up doing track? Well, they didn't have it because of that. Oh shit! Kind of stuff. Stuff, yeah. Was he going to? Yep. Damn. So it worked. I know when he when we Tyler was first doing track, he was really hard headed. He's like, "This is stupid," and I was like, "Cole, I think you would be real." Like, I'm like, "Tyler's good at it," but if you start before, like high school, like he started in high school, you would be killer at this. So I, I was hoping my words of wisdom like helped sold him. So did yeah. he really want to do it? Yeah. Do you think if they do it senior year, he'll do it? Yep. Oh, he did it last year. He would have done it this year. And yeah, Okay, so it did yeah. officially. Oh, that's oh, fucking yeah, awesome. Now, did he throw shot, I assume? Yep, shot and disc. And disc? Mm -hmm. What was he better at? Shot? Shot. Disc is hard. It is. It's I like a, yeah, it's, it's weird. Just, it doesn't, it's strange. It doesn't fly. No. Like it should. <laughs> it should fly like a frisbee. Why yeah, and you want to throw it like this. Because <laughs> if he's just like, I can get it fucking farther <laughs> if I tried the first throw like that. God damn it. Um, Well, that's funny. Now, is... Who's still coaching track? Is it? Well, Brian Hampton isn't anymore, but okay. I think it was a fourth before. Was the throwing coach the same? Yep. Okay. Barnes. He, Barnes was a phenomenal coach. Yeah. And like, I don't know if he coached football or not, but he just seemed like he had coached before. And he just seemed like he was really easy to talk to. Yes. And, yeah. And not that Hampton Kids can relate to him. It wasn't, well. it's not that any of the other coaches weren't, but he just really resonated with like, Approachability. Very much so. So if you hear this, Barnes, <laughs> we love you. The, one of the funny, one of the times he made me really fucking laugh was, were you there? I know mom and dad were. Were you there the day senior year when we got like all the scholarships in the yes, gym? Yes. Yes. Okay. So you saw yes. when him and Hampton invited me up, gave me a scholarship. I sat back down. Yep. And like, and the next one, and they like took a pause, read like the next three, and it made me laugh really hard when they were like. Hey, we're just gonna save everybody some time. The next three are for Brighton, and I was like, "Oh my God, don't fucking say it like that!" Like I fucking <laughs> bought my way into them. And a lot of people got really upset when I got a lot of those scholarships, but like, I thought I did a lot, and I thought you I'm did. a good person. So yes. like, uh... you did do a lot. Because I mean, I taught at first tee. Sure, you did. I fucking volunteered at the car dealership and got paid nothing. Yep. And like, I mean, I worked at you the, deserved them the all. SWAT team for yeah. fucking pool and. I don't know, like, a piece of me was like, fuck the naysayers, but, like, I hate being like that, because I don't, I don't want to be like that, you know what I mean? It's okay to be like that I, sometimes, though. I guess if I'm going to be a comic comic, like, I have to be able to, like, have differing and opinions from other people, but I do generally try to always be on the same yeah. side and page as everybody, mm -hmm. and I think you do, too. Sure. Like, even if you don't That's have cool. the same yeah, opinion, it's, it's, it's nice to be, like, oh, fucking, you know, whatever you're talking about, yes, sure, whatever, just because it's... Why, why create the confrontation? Right. If they're this stuck in their ways at this age, you're not going to change them being you're not. who you, you are. Why would they listen to you, sadly? Exactly. You wish they would because you feel like you could change You feel like you could change them. Oh, you, no, yeah, yeah, cool you shit. feel like you could. But no. People are stuck in their ways. I don't know. Well, I think 
I want to say yes. Oh, I don't know. I don't know if we hit the 30 minute mark or not. Because I, I was going to have the Abby interaction on camera, but she's taking, she was, she texted me she was coming home. So I was like, well, I don't know what time you got to go to the gym. Though. What are you, are you going there to work out yourself? Or? No, I let the girls, I open it for the girls. Damn. To open, yeah, so they can work out. Are you going to tell them that this is what you were you are not going to believe what I was busy doing. I was busy. Sure I was. Oh, I feel like it's something oh, people hide because I'm like, it was a weird day. So no. we talked about some weird things. I don't know. Like, well, I get what you mean, but like, I don't know. Like, I always hope my guests have fun. It's always fun. And it always feels like I feel bad. It didn't fun. come the other week. I no, was like, don't. oh, God, I'm sorry. Do you know why you shouldn't feel bad? Because you're now. Okay, fair. That's all that matters to me. Because okay, once fair. I've got the MP3, it's always going to be a dusty little bottle on my shelf of weird. It's never going to go anywhere and people are never going to have to pay to find it. It's free, yeah. infinite little knowledge in a bottle about relationships and yeah, growing up as definitely. you being a mom to me and fucking all these nice little feelings. And <laughs> <laughs> Now, if you didn't work at Trail, do you think you would have worked like teaching Eaton or? I got a job at Eaton and Trail at the same time. Oh. And I took the Trail job. Why? Was it higher pay at Trail or? Because I lived in the Trail District and I went to Trail and I was kind of you know or you know bleed orange and brown kind of thing. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Now, and this I'm glad you bring that up. Some people have this like inner local school rivalries, and those are healthy, but to a degree they kind of get toxic. Mm, they can. And like I, I never understood any of it ever, because they would hate when I would go to Eaton for Quiz Bowl because I would fucking. <laughs> My favorite color is purple. I was so in heaven over there. Yeah. I was like, guys, the walls are purple here? It's like, yeah, our walls are brown. I'm like, yeah, our walls are brown. <laughs> Great. They're shit colored brown. And our robes were too. The fuck you mean? Is it a compliment? No. <laughs> I've never understood the orange and brown. I've understood the orange on the girls. Sure. Or give the orange to the guys and have them in white. We did that when I graduated, I think. We didn't do that for us. We looked like big walking turds. Me and Tyler looked like a big turd. <laughs> yeah, well. And my hair was short. So it was stuffed in that fucking cap. If I could go and back. You were I... all dressed up and Tyler was not. No. He had the track <laughs> And Daddy enjoyed That was funny. That was extreme. He's like, he I was very that. comfy under yeah, the track anymore. I was, was like, yeah, I bet you were, buddy. He was very happy about that. I think at some point I should just pitch to Tyler, hey, we should just go to Nashville by ourselves. We should just plan a trip. He'd love it. And I think it would be, it's an extent I would really love, I just don't, I don't think it would happen. I'm hypothesizing a lot of stuff in my head, so here's what I'm, I'm thinking. Okay. I want a good ass trip in my head would be Tyler and Betsy, me and Abby. We go to Nashville. That sounds fucking great. A nice little yeah. couples trip. How fun. The only thing I worry about being around other couples with me and Abby is because me and Abby are perfect always around everyone mm -hmm. and we really only have our disputes when we're very alone and it's rare yeah. so like it doesn't really happen so like when we're always close laughing kissing like close and not like to a PDA oh my god extent but into a way of like these two are fucking into each other yeah hardcore and like sometimes we feel bad being around couples that we walk in a room and on the surface we can clearly see they are not cool with each other so already we're like we don't want to be as close because we don't want to make them in a shitty mood because right. they're just envious they're not, of our yeah, closeness yeah. you know what i mean yeah so like I, I wonder if like now and being in this new marriage with brian you ever feel sometimes like that like you don't want to show off how 
yes. fucking close you are with this yes. person. Because really, it's, it is hard to be really fucking excited about someone. It is. Because while you want to be... Everything in you is like, be fucking pumped about this person. You don't want to... Everybody's like, oh, pew. Yeah, people, oh. other people could be like, oh, man, you're talking about so-and-so. Again. Again. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, but if you got to know her like I know her, you'd fucking yes, love her. Exactly. And, like, it was a case with Brenda. Brenda didn't know Abby. They met uh, once in person, I think. And then they met a lot on FaceTime because we FaceTime a lot. And Brenda fucking loves Abby because she's seen Abby. Yes. She knows what we do, like, off mic. She knows what we do all the time. She knows what we fucking hang out and fucking, I mean, it's the fact that, like, a lot of people have told us, like, oh, I want what you guys have. And I love that, but it also makes me really sad. It, yeah, it makes me really sad to hear that, because I'm like, why can't you? Yeah. Why can't you have that? Like, it was like, Trevor, I was like, Trevor, I'm so glad you found someone that you love and you found and yes. you're going to have a kid with. Because for a long time, and we both said this, we were both worried that he was not going to find it anymore. Sure, you would think He's that, like, yeah. yeah, I mean, for a long yeah. time, oh, he said, he's like, all the bitches at trail, he used bitches. He's like, yeah. all the bitches at trail, I mean, they're your friend, and you're like, oh, brother, you're always a brother to a me. Pity. And he said, why couldn't I get a pity fuck? Yeah, exactly. Get me one. <laughs> Good point, buddy. He's like, it's just because the arm doesn't work doesn't mean the dick doesn't. <laughs> Trevor's interview again, Trev. phenomenal. And I talked a little bit about you and his, so I was I'm glad I inter intertwined yeah. these a little bit because they're back to back days. Um, is there anything like I don't know you want to ask me before I potentially part off? I was gonna try to get Abby's walk in, but she's pressing a little bit on time. I don't know. Is there anything you've ever wanted to ask me? Ever wanted to ask you? Yeah. That you thought I wouldn't be able to answer? I feel like today I proved I can answer anything. Yeah, I don't, I don't know that there's anything. You've always been open about everything, okay. so no, That's I don't good. think so. Okay. okay. Well, listen, this has been the Disappointment Radio. We'll end on a very sweet little sympathetic note. Aww. <laughs> You've been my mom. I love you. I'm glad you're here. I love you, too. And I'm, I'm really glad that you don't regret this. I hope you Not don't regret this. Not at all. Thank you. I come again. Oh, I hope you come again. <laughs> listen, this has been the Disappointment Radio Show. We'll give you a last culture shock, because now I think I have officially hit at least 30 minutes. Um, right now, it looks like the show is going to be, yeah, just below an hour and a half. So with the music, it'll definitely be like an hour and a half to a little bit more. Okay. So it'll be a nice little sandwich of audio for you to enjoy with Brian. Because we right. sure as hell talk him up in this fucking show. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So Liz, please en enjoy your last culture shocks for the show. Uh, this has been DJ Disappointment, Brighton Jones, uh, lover of Abby, to Mrs. Disappointment, as you have known on the show today. And in chair one has been... Teresa Glander, his other mother. My other mother. This has been the show, and enjoy your last songs, bitches! Please enjoy your last uh, culture shock burst. Uh, again, you know who the artist is, because we're doing some Kenny Cheesney shit. But um, this next song is called Soul of a Sailor. I like it a lot. Teresa, I hope you like it a lot. Um, I don't know, you just give off that vibe that your son plays steel drums or something. But hey, maybe we talked about it in the interview or something. I don't know, maybe I'm full of shit. Um, please enjoy. Uh, Teresa, if you made it this far, I'm damn proud of you because that means you've listened to yourself talk for a while. Uh, Brian, if you're listening with her, stay with her. She is the nicest woman you could have ever met in your entire fucking life, and she is by far one of the most important people in my life, so I'm glad that she came on the show. So please enjoy Soul of a Sailor, and we'll be back with the last Culture Shock in a minute. He walked in with a salty sway 
Looking like Blackbeard in his day Brother in arms just like me I was born a son of the sea I can't be still I can't be tired The only time I, I feel alive Is when the wind fills myself Riding on a lifelong swell let my heart take me where it wants to go That's the soul of a sailor A soul of a sailor Stool out of beer to me. Said, You know, we're both a dying breed. Here's to love lost and newfound friends. Living out life in the boat we're in. I can't be still. The only time I, I feel alive is when the wind fills myself Riding on a lifelong swell Let my heart take me not sure if Teresa has the soul of a sailor but she's damn got the fucking mentality of one go where you want do what you want and that's how it should fucking be um listen if you have listened to this episode and you have a problem with divorce fuck you 
if you have a problem with fucking people not knowing what to do with their lives and trying to figure it out, fuck you. Nobody's got it figured out. And especially coming from a small town where some people don't get divorced because of people talking, fuck you. You should be able to do what you want, wherever the fuck you want, and be proud of it because it's not hurting anybody and you're helping people. And that's exactly who Teresa is. Teresa, if you're listening to this, I fucking love you. Thank you for coming on the show. If I didn't fuck up that last sentence, we wouldn't be disappointments. Um, This last song is especially a shout out to you, even though every song is. Um, it's Every Heart by Kenny Chesney. You know who it is because every song has been by Kesney Chesney because I'm not a fucking idiot. Um, please come back to the show. Brian, if you want to come back on the show, you're welcome. Anybody from the Glander clan, you know, I'll have your son Cole on. Why? Because the Glanders are really important to me and I think through this episode you've learned how they're important to you. Um, this has been DJ Disappointment and with your last Culture Shock, please enjoy. A little wisdom on a souvenir Another bottle with an SOS Throw it in the water and pray for the best There ain't a compass or a northern star That ever really tells us where we are We're just a shore running out of sand And reaching for a hand Every heart is an island But no one's alone Shipwrecked in a highway Trying to find our way home And every tear is an ocean We're all brothers in a storm That we're trying to survive in Looking for dry land Every heart is an island Trying to find our way home And every tear is an ocean 